0: Cool, 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 cool said, One, two, three, come with me Cause you look so fine my, 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 Remember that band Jet? Yeah Ah, oh, dude, was that, that band was awful or what? <laughs> Welcome back to Asinine Radio A weekly podcast where we talk about music And, well, that's pretty much it So, uh, let's go! <laughs>
1: This,
2: this right here is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different album by a different artist and we break down the album. We uh, we do a lot of research. We give you our biggest bangers, stinkers maybe, if there are some. And we try to have a good time doing it. My name is Tyler and way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether, is Jeff. Uh, go to iTunes, go rate review and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Oh boy. And uh Jeff, you know, what what album are we doing today?
0: We're doing Gogol Bordello's Gypsy Punk's Underdog World Strike. <laughs>
1: Sally was a 15-year-old girl from Nebraska. Gypsies were passing through her little town. They something on the road. She picked it up. <laughs> and cultural revolution right away began. just revolution just began. Oh no! How just began. Oh, no.
2: Bordello, formed in 1999, in Manhattan, New York, by Eugene Hutz on vocals and guitar, and various other musicians at the start. They currently have seven full-length records, one EP, six compilations, and have achieved great success worldwide. But the one we're doing today is called Gypsy Punk's Underdog World Strike. It's her third record, and it was released August 8, 2005, and features Eugene Hutz on vocals and guitar, Sergey. Ria Bstev on violin, Yuri Lemeshev on accordion, Oren Kaplan on guitar, Ria Mochiach Mokiak on bass, Elliot Ferguson on drums, Pamela Gentana Racine on percussion and vocals, and Elizabeth Sun on percussion and vocals as well. That was a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Now, Jeff, what um, what are your what are your what's your origin story with Gogo Bordello? Mm-hmm. What do you got?
0: I uh I don't remember really. I just remember listening to this in high school with you and mm-hmm. loving it. So I would assume probably like Annie I would think okay. translate to you and then translate to me. That's the only reason why I would I would think this because I don't even remember watching Everything's Illuminated until like well after it was already released or even being a fan of Elijah Wood ever even still to this day. <laughs> <laughs> but not that I think he's a bad actor or anything I just I don't know I just don't care so <laughs> green street come on oh that's right but he wasn't no he, he wasn't mm-hmm. the no he wasn't the best part of that anyway fucking no 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 Jax from from sam crow charlie Hunnam. that was the best part of that movie so yeah <laughs> i i think it was i think it, I, i'm guessing Annie to you and then you to me is how i got into this but sally is is I mean, Sally's "How I Got Into This Band." Sally's the first song that I heard, and uh, I don't know. That's that's it. Sally, and then and then um, Super Taranta after that, and then it was years of breaks after that, not listening to Google Bordello, and then periodically mm-hmm. going back to pretty much just those two albums, and then Seekers and Finders. Never really went back. I mean, besides maybe like one time throughout the past decade, I've listened to everything else, but I've just never yeah. gone back to it. And it's never wanted to, I guess. I don't know.
2: I mean, it's because like, I feel like you you get your fill after listening to Gypsy Punks. It's like, okay, I'm, you I'm good. Really like, do.
0: You really do. You like, really do. Because like
2: any more after that is just
0: way too much. You could listen to all other six albums and think like, wow, that was a good band. Or you can just listen to this. And <laughs> yeah, this has the best of all of those combined, and better.
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I, that, I think that's what my origin story is. I don't remember the first time I I listened to him. I don't remember. I just remember. I just remember listening to it in high school with you, and loving the Sally song, mm. things of that nature.
2: Ah, oh, it's so good. Yeah. So I mean, my my origin story is strictly through Annie friend of the pod, Annie. I mean, she was the one I remember we were driving around and she had an old school iPod. I don't know if you remember the old school iPods, but they looked nothing like what everybody knows. Like they were just, they look like shit to be honestly, but she had one and she had a start wearing purple and, uh, dogs were barking on the iPod. And, uh, and she, I remember we were driving and she played it and I just like, instantly just clicked and I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. I just loved it so much. And then the way like Annie is like when she likes a band or she likes a movie or whatever, she does a shit ton of research and she just like loves every aspect of whatever she's into. And so she did that with this band and she just like was, she loved Eugene Hutz, like just love the guy. And then she found out he was in a movie with Elijah Wood that was coming out. So then she took me to go, her and I went and saw everything is illuminated at, you see Irvine Or what There's like some Super yeah, small theater I know what you're talking about I saw the aristocrats yeah,
0: there We saw the aristocrats there
2: Yeah 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 So yeah. They like they, they pretty much only play Like independent movies there And uh And her and, and it was like Right when it came out And her and I went And saw it there And then you know it Just from there Then her and I saw Google Bordello When they Fuck who opened up for them it Wasn't Valiant Thor No it was oh, Valiant dude, Thor Jesus What No No it wasn't Fuck who was it that Because I know Valiant Nasty Thor Opened up for lineup. Bullets damn it, who the fuck opened up for Google Bordello? I can't even remember now, but I remember it was somebody really fucking good. But she was So she was yeah. already
0: an Elijah Wood fan at that point?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, she loved Elijah Wood. Loved him. So, so yeah, so her finding out that Eugene Hutz was in it, in that movie, they she, I mean, it was like a no-brainer for her. So, so, yeah, so, I mean, I've just, you know, ever since then, I've just really, really enjoyed this band. I've seen them three times? Yeah, I've seen them three times. Twice at House of Blues, And then I saw them when they play with the Mars Volta at that festival in LA. And that was fucking rad. Mm -hmm. That was in 2000. Mm -hmm. The Mars Volta one was in 2008. Yeah, it was in 2008. And then the other two times I saw them was at House of Blues, like in 2005 and 2006, I think it was. So, I mean, this band, they're just, they're unreal. And they just put on one of the greatest live shows. Just one of the most fun and exciting live shows. It was so cool. So freaking cool. And I don't remember if Elijah Wood is, was at the House of Blues show. I think he might have because he w- he was at the time he was dating the percussionist. So I can't remember if he was there or not. But I feel like he was. I think Elijah. I mean, I think Annie was really excited about it.
0: Without knowing like too much about Elijah Wood, he just seems like plain old people actor. I don't know. I I don't I don't understand <laughs> the appeal of Elijah Wood.
2: He just seems like the nicest guy in the world. Like just so he just seems so approachable and just.
0: Uh, like have nice you seen *Lord of the know, Rings*? Like, you know. Because he's not Sam is the nicest guy in that movie.
2: Well, yeah, true, true, but y- y- there's still this like lovable thing about Elijah Wood. I don't know what it is. Yeah. There's something about him. I don't know. Can we I also just now?
0: like take a minute to to appreciate the fact? Because I feel like Annie has given you a lot of stuff, and then thus given me a lot of stuff as far as like musical mm-hmm. uh, exploits, but. Coming from yeah. a time when Wikipedia was not at our fingertips like it is now, the fact yeah. that she could do the amount of research that she did back then, that is. Uh, oh, she's crazy about it. That's unbelievable.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was like all live journal and <laughs> shit like that. You know, when live journal was big back in the day
0: and actual live yeah. showings and, and readings and, and going and talking with people <laughs> and just word of mouth. Like that's.
2: Yeah. I that's mean, when, good when, stuff when like Annie's that. into something. Dude, when Annie's into something, I, she's dude. It's it's pretty it could be pretty intense, but it's great. There's yeah, there's no, a lot of
0: times though on this pod where we talk about that it was, she's the reason that we like something.
2: Yeah, well, like I would have I would have never really heard of Bullets and Octane if it wasn't for her because she cause she ended up going to some show at Chain Reaction that they played at, and she's like, okay, this is really good, and it was before the revelry revelry came out. And she's like, and then she showed me the demo of of some of the songs from that album, and uh, and I'm just like, I was really, really loved it. So then she took me, her and I went to a show at Chain, and yeah, that's kind of the birth of Bullets and Octane because of her, because she randomly saw them. Damn. So, yeah, it's who knows, crazy, crazy Kudos. Stuff. Kudos. Yeah, huge shout out, Annie, man. She's the best. Annie's awesome. So yeah, so that's my origin story, and um, let's get into what a. What are our What are our first impressions on this record, um, and then do we have any stinkers?
0: Uh, first impressions, I felt the same way because we I bought this this uh, during Black Friday last year. I bought the this vinyls for a little bit cheaper, mm-hmm. and it was on sale. I bought you one, or you bought you one, and yeah. I listened to it. And listening through, I mean, I knew. All but like one, I remembered and knew all but like one of these songs and it was kind of weird. It was because I don't listen to this album as a whole a lot. I pick it apart and listen to maybe like six songs. And so to mm-hmm. go back to it and listen and like, I, I mean, I I don't know the words, and even like reading the lyrics this week, I still don't know the fucking words, but <laughs> oh, it's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just sing what I think they are. Mm -hmm. Like sugar on the asphalt, uh huh. (laughs) That type of thing. So it was, it was, uh, it was weird. It was eerie. It was eerie how much I remembered and uh, pretty much like front to back, dude. I remember this entire fucking album and like all the way down to the last track, Misto. It was just, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: it was fucking bizarre. It is just that's, that's what this type of, this style of music, one, because it's so unique and this, this type of thing, something this special can hold like a place in your, in your mind and your memory for so long to where you it's like riding a bike. Did you pick it up? And like, you never forgot.
2: Yeah, I know, like, but it's, there have been, there have been moments with this record where I haven't listened to it in probably like a year and a half, two years. And then I come back to it. And I, and then I just think like, why, why don't I listen to this more? Like, Oh, that's wait so... No,
0: I'm talking like eight years. I haven't listened to this record. <laughs> I don't. I don't come back to this ever, except like I said, picking apart like six songs for different playlists. Like it's just like some of these deeper cuts are now some of my top dogs, and some of the top dogs that were back then are now some not top five bangers for me. Whatever. But no, I don't have any stinkers. Mm -hmm. I don't have any stinkers. I do. I do have okay songs. Okay. Well, that's wrong. Okay, so I, I said I have okay songs. I have okay song. I have one okay song. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah got just it. one. Other than that, everything's banger. <laughs>
2: All right. I mean, I I'm with you, man. I got I got no stinkers on this one. Um, there's, I mean, pretty much every song is a banger. Maybe one song is a is is just a good song, but even that is really pushing it uh dude, i mean th- this album i mean i have so much nostalgia attached to it and it's this album is so much fun and every time i listen to it with either annie with you or whoever just everyone has a good time like it's just it's it's a knockout front to back there's just no stopping this record even the slower parts you just can't you can't help but have a good time and uh yeah so fuck i got i got no stinkers. so what's your um what's your one b what's your one banger
0: well, let's, what 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 is what is the one song that you think is okay or is good or that could be an okay song?
2: Undestructible. Oh. I mean, the the second to last song. It, it's still a really good song, but it's one that kind of maybe falls short a little bit.
0: It's like the poppiest song really on the album. Yeah, I guess
2: so. I guess so.
0: Mine mine was Underdog World Strike. The I guess the title track. Really? Yeah.
2: Really? Holy shit! That's my nine B. Damn. Okay. <laughs> the, it's still a banger. It's Holy still a ninety. That's like 45 it's forty-five B.
0: Wow, that's crazy.
2: <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Should we, uh before we jump into the to the, I guess the biggest bangers? Can we talk about Steve Albini? I, I didn't even really know this until recently that he fucking produced this record. He co-produced this record with him. And that is insane to me. Like, I had no idea. I didn't know no until I was all.
0: reading the back as I was listening. I, I, when I bought this on the vinyls and I was listening to it yeah. and reading the credits and everything, like, the, the fucking top thing is recorded by Steve Albini at his electrical audio studio in Chicago. And this was... Because <laughs> he set that up in, like, the, the mid to late 90s. So, you know, this was still mm-hmm. kind of in its... And it's like toddler stage of his his studio.
2: After all of his Nirvana money, you know, after all the Nirvana money that came in.
0: So it's just, it makes sense though, because so much of this is like, this is a perfect representation of their punk sound, this album, and this is a perfect representation of the gypsy punk sound. They do both things in here completely different, but they blend together so seamlessly in this album. And And
2: what what I also what sorry no no get on there get in well i feel like you know mainly comparing this to in utero from nirvana the way that albini records music is that he he lets every every instrument breathe within the mix like he doesn't he doesn't make this wall of sound he doesn't he doesn't try to make one thing louder than the other he just he has this way of of just you know separating every instrument and just you can hear every every member shine. Like if you focus on one thing, you can hear them shine. Like normally like a bass player would be would be buried in the mix or something would be buried in the mix. So it's like the percussion or whatever, you know? But every fucking instrument shines in this. It's remarkable. Like Albini has an ear for just I don't know, just <laughs> making things sound good, like just really authentic and fantastic. And that's kind of how the In Uniro record is. Like if you listen to it In Uniro compared to Nevermind, not to say what Butch Vig did on Nevermind was bad because it wasn't at all, but they're two wildly different sounding records and you could just hear it. Just And they're only made like a, within a year and a half of one another. And I don't know, man. No, I, Albini has, has a style for sure.
0: I, I agree. I think Albini's style is to let the band play the way... They think it's supposed to sound, but just church it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, if you let yeah. a band just kind of like produce their own shit, sometimes it's just going to turn out like a fucking really raw punk record, and it's going to sound like shit. It's not going to be polished, and it's just, everything is going to be muddled. It's not going to sound good. So I think Steve Albini yeah. lets lets the band do what they want, and kind of just like listens. Doesn't 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 add a lot of input. He probably just listens and and encourages the band to be better encourages the band to extrapolate on certain sounds on certain things like one of the like the only real kind of acoustic song on here is almost like because in their in in Gogo berdell's first album they had like acoustic driven songs and there was like four in a row and they weren't that Mm -hmm. good they just weren't that good they weren't that great of acoustic songs whatever yeah but they can still kind of pull off the acoustic sound pretty well. So I think by them doing like a half acoustic song, but adding these little snippets in there, but not too much. And they, it doesn't really lead anywhere specific and it doesn't, I think that's like Albini telling him like, dude, just do what you want to do. You don't have to do, you don't have to go anywhere. The song doesn't have to lead anywhere. The song doesn't have to do anything just let it mm-hmm. let it breathe like you said let it let it just do whatever it wants
2: yeah and he knows how to like he knows how to get the right tones out of everything because if even if you listen to like a lot of the acoustic guitar parts on this record comparing them to the other records like the Rick Rubin one the early records or whatever the a lot of the acoustic playing the the nuances of his playing kind of get lost in those other recordings but on this one you could hear him hit every note you can hear the nuances of his strumming patterns and everything like that as as ridiculous as it is you can hear that and then when you hear the electric guitar come in with the the distortion and the overdrive you can you can hear like a lot of metal influence on certain parts of songs and that's really cool and then and then taking that out and then put bringing in the the drum tone the snare tone it has that really nice crack to it but it doesn't overpower the mix it doesn't bleed into other things it's it's kind of settled in the, in a right spot to where it's still effective but it's not overpowering it doesn't blow your speakers out it doesn't clip or it doesn't dude he has this this great way of getting these tones on top of it that is just dude he's 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 a fantastic producer fantastic producer. So,
0: I mean, I don't I don't I don't know. I f- I don't follow producers a lot and I don't know. They I've I've always had a weird relationship with producers and engineers mm-hmm. and mixers and all of these people that have their little fucking greedy hands on the artist's music, not even including the record yeah. label. But when we did that in Utero thing and and I met Steve Albini virtually, that was <laughs> dude like that changed like everything i was like this is it's like he's my favorite producer of all time just because of first of, of all Real. first and foremost because of his practices how he approaches recording how he doesn't take royalties how much he fucking hates the music industry but loves music i just think this dude is absolutely bonkers but also a genius but like the song yeah. I was talking about is 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 Illumination, right? Illumination is is like the only okay. kind of acoustic song. And it's my four B. It is my four B. Okay. And
1: I think they I think mean, they,
0: I think they do well. They do well with these acoustic driven tracks. They can't do too many of them back to back. And they even can't really do like a straight acoustic one. Like they have to do something else in there because he's not really like a great singer. And the guitar is no, not at all. And then like, I mean, honestly, dude, the band does the same thing over and over. The polka <laughs> sound, so that, that type of sound, the guitarist doesn't really do a whole lot other than that. So unless you kind of add any something else in there, you're just going to get the same guitar sound, just acoustic. And then a not very good singer that you've already heard like a thousand times. So there's got to be something else. And Illumination mm. is absolutely perfect. They add, which I think is like the guitar, right? That's that that low Maybe it's a bass. I don't know. It's probably a bass. No,
2: I think it's a guitar. Wait, no, I think it's
0: a guitar. Whatever. It could be a high bass, low guitar, whatever it is. They add it in there. It comes in a little bit late and it ends a little bit early. It never fully develops into like an actual song aside from the acoustic thing. And then you realize that there's not even much to the song. It's the same. It's four minutes of repetition. It's the same thing over and over and over and over. But because that bass is in there so sporadically so kind of uh meticulously placed it kind of makes you get lost in the fact that you've been listening to four minutes of the same fucking strumming pattern of the same (laughs) tone of the same melody and it's just yeah it is it took me like three listens to realize like holy shit dude like this is a stupid fucking song but (laughs) god damn i love this so much had it not been for my other three Bs, like this would have been my my top B. But my top three are just untouchable. So then, so then, what, what's your one B then? My one B, sixty revolutions. Like the, I remember Ooh, the first my fucking. that heard is your regular speed. I, this is the so like back when I I could speak more Spanish and understand more Spanish. It's been lost on me in my later years. You, you don't use it, you lose it. Type of thing. Yeah, like this was just so fun for me, and it was so awesome to to pick out. Some of the things that he was saying, I, I really enjoyed it. So, like that alone has a little bit of nostalgia for me. But then the song itself is just an absolute banger, dude. The percussion in the beginning sets this song up so well. It's danceable, but you know it's you know it's not sustainable. It's going to get faster. It's going yeah. to get harder. You know it is. <laughs> you know it is. I know it's so fucking good. Like you know what's coming. This this is one of those. This is like watching Star Wars for the thousandth time. Like you know Lando's (laughs) not gonna die. You know the Falcon's gonna escape from the explosion. But every single time it happens, you're just fucking smiling and you cheer and your (laughs) butt cheeks clench and you just clench your fists and you're super excited. Every damn time. And then you cheer along
2: with Lando when
0: he. Well, yeah, you gotta scream, sure, and then and then yeah and then yeah Uh exactly exactly.
1: Exactly. that's what
0: that's what 60 revolutions is and then dude i uh, mm, this song is this song is absolutely perfect this song is unbelievably perfect
2: hey i'm with you I, i totally agree i think this song is perfect uh should we play a little bit of it and then talk about the lyrics and all that kind of stuff
0: yeah play a little bit of it talk about lyrics kind of stuff yeah
2: here's uh here's 60 revolutions from uh good bordello
1: Per minute, this is my regular speed. So how do you want me to live with it? How do you want me to live with it? Without winning all lives. without overshooting fast, without emptying the bars, without doing with your charts. Sixty revelations per minute. This is my regular need. So how do you want me to live with it? How do you want me to live with it? I'm gathering new generation That's gonna stand up to it To this karaoke Karaoke dictate the poses Where posers and models with guitars Bring it to the shit for beats I make a better rock revolution Alone with my dick There you
2: go, 60 Revolutions from GoGo Bordello. Your 1B. Dude that is what a fucking upbeat song and you know it's what I think is really cool about this song too is the the, the part where he plays like the upstrokes like that Scott upstroke part. You you can hear the accordion kind of like in kind of a little little bit back in the mix and he's trying to like kind of play along with that that upstroke part like doing the 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 opposite time of it. But he kind of like, he does it for like a little bit and then he's like, it kind of seems like he realizes, oh, I can't do that. So I'm going to stop. And then he comes in at the break and it's just like, it almost seems like a lot of the shit is improvised. It's so cool. It's so I, fucking cool.
0: It, it totally sounds like it because the recording sometimes will go slower than what everyone else is just doing as they're like tearing through the song, punking it up mm-hmm. and he's just like going slower and you just, you think. Like dude, you 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 can keep up kind of if you want to. But I don't know, maybe that's Albini, maybe that's the band. And that's just like let let everyone do their thing sometimes. It's okay. I don't know. it's it's, just, it's everybody's really well connected in this album. And I like the first two albums oh, a yeah. lot, but this one it just seems like everyone is on their A game and everyone is just finishing each other's sentences type of thing.
2: Yeah, there just the, the the breaks in this this out this song too. It's just when when everything's like like what I was saying with the accordion where everything stops, and then the accordion plays like those those few notes, and then it breaks back into it. It's just like why like why like <laughs> it shouldn't make sense, but it does for whatever reason, and it just ah, fucking kills it. The song is so good, so so
0: good. What 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 B is this of yours? What sixty revolutions?
2: Yeah, uh, this is my. My five B, man. Oh my, my God! My five B, such a cook. <laughs> and that's not. I mean, that you like purposely
0: I, pick out like deeper cuts to like pretend like what are you doing?
2: But that that's Is like Sally a top three B.
0: If Sally's not, a, not a top three B, then you're then you, you that's what you do. Sally's my two B,
2: but but uh sixty revolutions. So lyrically, what do you got? What do you got lyrically? I they're, thought kind of, that, they're kind of all over the place for the most part.
0: a lot of a lot of these songs, I just i if there was too much other languages in it, then I just gave up, and I just didn't really care that much because I want to just keep it I want to keep it intact. but but, uh, this yeah. one I thought about just like hating authority in general, knowing that it doesn't matter who is telling you what to do because we're all the same. the line of the karaoke dictatorship, which I don't even know that I, I never knew that's what he said. I was just saying that part yeah. leading up to the dick part, because that's the only thing that he emphasizes, <laughs> and that's with
2: my dick.
0: Yeah, that's 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 what everything leads up to, right? And then you screen that out. But yeah. I really like the karaoke dictatorship thing. I think that goes along the lines of like, who cares who's saying what? They're all the fucking same. They're all saying something that doesn't even belong to them. They're being told what to say by mm-hmm. something else, much like karaoke. So that was a that was kind of like a little deep a deep one liner, almost like a throwaway line that they kind of just brushed over real quick. But I like it a lot. I really dig True. that line. That's probably my favorite line in this entire album is a karaoke dictatorship thing. I
2: like that one too, and, and it makes sense in the context of kind of the the mission statement, I guess you could say, of this band, which I guess we could touch upon too. But um, but this song to me lyrically, what I got was that it's kind of like living life fast and to the fullest and how he just wants to spread his music to everybody, whether or not they like it. Like he just wants to put everything out there and just let everybody hear it and, you know, fucking any, fuck anybody who doesn't like it. You know, it's a very kind of like fuck you to everyone. So that's what I got. I got lyrically, but I guess I only think that because after reading about the, the name of the band and so, did you read anything about the, how they named the band or no?
0: Uh, I mean, I don't I don't remember anything. Anything specific? So
2: the so the there's a there's a guy named Nikolai Gogol and they took the guy's last name and obviously made it the first part of the the band's name, but this guy apparently took a lot of Ukrainian culture and he brought it to Russia uh, back in like the early 1900s or something like that. So he, he's, like, he's kind of, like, revolutionary for bringing, like, the arts and writing and all kinds of stuff to Russia, who was very closed off to everything else. And that's kind of the, the inspiration of this band. Like, this is what Eugene wanted to do by bringing Ukrainian culture to Western civilization or to America, was to, like, spread his culture here and, like, make, make people aware. So it kind of made me think of this, this album, like, kind of maybe in a different perspective. Because of how the band was named. But I don't know. That's kind of what I was reading about this guy. But apparently he was very famous. And I don't know. He has like statues and monuments and stuff in Russia. But this Nikolai. Um, Nikolash. Go, but Nikolash,
0: yes. No, I mean, it makes sense. Anyway. That's that's. I, I feel like the mission statement overall from Gogol Bordello is to like break away. I, I don't know. I feel like this is a very political mm-hmm. album. And I feel like they're directing a lot of their angst mm-hmm. at, not like society, but the people that tell everybody else what to do. Like the man, I guess they're they're just they're like typical punks. They're they're directing their angst yeah. at the man, while also kind of saying like, "Hey, we made it. Anybody could do it." Type of thing. Yeah, because there's there's a true. lot of things in here that. Be, I mean, he was born in like the Ukrainian part of of the 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 USSR when it was owned. In, for whatever it was, like in the early 90s or some shit before it broke apart. So he, he knows what it's like yeah. to to live in a world where you can't do anything except like work for the motherland. And some of the later tracks in here, there's one, I, I'm not gonna flip through real quick, but there's one song in here where he kind of talks about that. He couldn't, uh the fuck was it? It's Illumination, isn't it? He, he talks about like, oh, not a crime. You know, it wasn't a lie. There was an the earlier song, not a crime. Like not I'll a crime talks about like, like like I don't know. There's a lot of ideas and translations that are, are being thrown around in that song anyway. But I think mm-hmm. the idea of that song is is feeling the pressure, the need to better your country or surroundings at the expense of your own happiness or mental health. And yeah, that's I, I feel like that's what this band is about. Like this band wants to have fun and doesn't feel the need to want to do things for others to better their life, like the other people's lives while shitting on their own life. They want to do their own thing because they think it's good for everybody. And I think that kind of contrast and yeah. ideas is why, you know, like he left and then went to Italy and then eventually immigrated to the United States and saw his neighbor wearing purple all the time and became like a gypsy punk and, <laughs> you know, I don't know gave hope oh, to those who have none.
2: well well that, that's kind of the entire theme of this record too is it it's it's partly autobiographical well it's like actually all autobiographical and it's him it's his journey from Ukraine to New York and then wanting to spread his message like it, it, it it's it's cool the, the song is really cool thematically even though a lot of the lyrics are lost in translation and there just aren't a lot of lyrics in general. You know, if you really think about it, there's no, like there aren't really choruses or hooks or anything like that. This band is very unique in itself. It's, it's pretty damn cool.
0: It's really cool. Actually. I, so. I, I was also thinking too, that this band is, this band is a mess, dude. This band is sloppy. They, their image is, is, is over the top. Like everything about this band is so sloppy and thrown together but Mm -hmm. like all, all the way they insert all of these various languages, sometimes it's just like they fuck them in there to a point where it doesn't make any sense. And like, why, like you think, why is this happening? But then you think of like what this band has overcome and the melting pot that is this band. And then kind of like they're trying to integrate with American culture, but also trying to still keep their, their origin story. Like this band is absolutely the perfect, this this is like the poster child of what it's like to come to America, right? And achieve the American dream. All of these people from different backgrounds coming together for this underdog band sloppily thrown together. And it works so damn well that other bands can see this and, and think like, holy shit, if they can do it, like why can't I be happy too? Like why can't I just play music with my friends? Because I think overall, the only thing Eugene wants to do is just play music with his friends. I don't think he has any kind of idea of of making the history books and becoming the the next like Zeppelin or or going down in history and becoming rich. I think he just wants to play music and make fun, and just have a good time,
2: be happy, yeah, and not even like and not even like to spread like any sort of like lyrical message, you know? Because like his lyrics aren't super deep, but they it's it's the feeling and the emotion that you get behind the songs that that are the real the real message you know what what, what is your 1 b so my one b is uh
0: it's are you ready for this one it's gonna be something stupid because you're already going into like the deeper cuts and pretending like sixty revolutions isn't that great of a song so go ahead
2: no their best song it better, I be mean, purple or ever. dogs Were barking
0: I swear I'll fucking turn this off I will turn this off. Why? Because those are not their top B's. No way. My fingers on the their best song. Right now. Their best song is start wearing purple.
2: You got to be? Are you serious, dude? I'm dead serious. Like I'm no joke.
0: This is my 13 B. This one barely dude, made it just, in.
2: You you need to leave. That's what you need to do. You <laughs> have to leave. Besides, that, like that is the
0: ridiculous. Besides, like the bar drinking shanty song that this is. What what do you hear here? I don't. I don't understand. I mean,
2: it's just. It's so. It, it is just so catchy, and it's just so swingy. And like you said, like the the bar shanty. It's so silly and it's so dumb. And then the during the bridge when the the violinist he he yells the one part.
0: Stop, ring purple. What me we know?
2: It's so funny, but it's just it's perfect. And then it goes. And then that. Dun dun dun! Boom. And it's just like that—that that super heavy breakdown. I mean, it, This song is perfection, and also, this was the first song I ever heard from from this band, the first ever. So maybe the, there's some nostalgia in there, but it's also just a a perfectly well crafted song. I love it. I love the song to death. Man, there's this song there's nothing barely better.
0: made it into my bees, dude. you it really but, but, did.
2: But why though? Like I'm, just, I'm i of curious. There's nothing to it. I, I
0: I guess like singing along to a bar drinking song is fun, but the effect wears off really fast and I just don't like when when but bands reuse songs. But it's only like three and a half minutes long. I don't I don't like it. Oh my god.
2: So that's the main reason because they re-recorded it. Yeah, it's got song.
0: the it's got the Green Day effect. I don't Welcome to Paradise loses Boy, its value the second yeah, time yeah. around. Don't care. You're crazy.
2: You're crazy. Well, we haven't played a song in a while, so We've well, been I'm gone. play uh what? We're no, but even before, we, we we spent a lot of time on on sixty revolutions Fucking and also jet. other things. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's a star wearing purple from uh, Google Bordello. Cool, but it's not starting. <laughs> Spotify, you know how Spotify does that when you click on something and it doesn't even start. Like, oh yeah, it doesn't even bring up the play option. That's what it's doing. Gets, right now. gets poo brain, dude. It, Dude, it makes me so fucking mad. Okay, so here's uh, Start Wearing Purple from Google
1: Bordello. Start wearing purple, wearing purple. Start wearing purple for me now. All your sanity and wits, they will all vanish. I promise. It's just a matter of time. So, yeah. Know you since you were at twenty. I was twenty. From Diogenes to the Foucault. from ложечкин to паспорту, постав два пальца. Что ты, а? что музыка
2: There's a there's a bit of star wearing purple. This is like the perfect party anthem. I don't know what is wrong. I don't I don't know what kind of damage you have to your brain, but you're out of your mind, truly out of your mind. Yeah, it's fine. You know, it's God. even 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 after that break, <laughs> when when the violinist you know says that part, and then the accordion. It's actually the accordion, not the violin. So the accordion comes in and then the first thing Eugene says is party. Like he just like screams party. It's just so stupid. Oh my God. This, this, this song is just so perfect. The na, 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 na the, oh my God.
0: I, it's perfect. It's, I mean, it's good. It's 13 B for sure. But <laughs> what like to, to think that's even top 13B. five B is just like, that's silly. That's, there's there's nothing much. It's it's a it's a it's a bar drinking shanty. It's fine. It's great. You're unbelievable. It's cool.
2: You're fucking unbelievable.
0: But I need I, I just I just need more. I need more. Even dogs were barking is higher than this.
2: Okay. All right. Jesus Christ. Star War Purple too, uh, they also had a music video for it. Did you watch it? Yeah. It looked like so much fun. Yeah. I mean it looked like a fucking blast. Yeah. It made me it it made me miss concerts. It, <laughs> it's, it, it was, it's, I can't even explain it. Just go watch the video. It's just pure fun. Everything about this band, this entire record is pure fun. How do you I think concerts will ever be the so, same? No, never, unfortunately, because, Damn. you know, people hate live venues, unless they want to pay like, you know, honestly, people only ever want to pay like $300 to go see a concert like a two hour concert. And that really makes me mad. Like it's whenever I'm at work and I I talk to like my coworkers or whoever like, yeah, you know, I I love going to concerts and shows and stuff. Like, yeah, you know, I went to fucking whoever and at the, I saw him at the forum and I'm thinking in my, I'm thinking, I'm thinking in my head (laughs) um, that, you know, you probably spent like $300 on this fucking concert ticket. And you probably didn't have that good of a time. And I don't know. It, it, it just it it upsets me because really you don't know. You
0: don't. They don't know. How would they know unless they have like a friend that's that's into it? Unless they they know somebody who's going to take them. How else would you know? Like I never would have got into music had it not been just like trying to emulate counselors at camp who played acoustic guitar. Like nobody in my family played music, so. I don't know. Had it not been for something like that stimulating me, then I never would have got into it. And, like, we're required to take music in, in middle school, but I took viola. But,
2: I mean. <laughs> you don't retain any, anything from.
0: Cool, I guess. Like, that was fun.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's like, I fucking, I liked playing the viola, but I hated doing, like, the recitals. And we did, like, little concerts. And, like, that was stupid. I hated that shit. And so I was like, "Why force kids to do that when you know they're not going to like it? And then they're just going to be turned off of music, and that's that's lame. That's weak,
2: especially for like a a a genre of music that like fucking only like five percent of the population actually listens to. Yeah,
0: or even less than that even understands. Yeah,
2: you know, it's like it it's such a such a complex." style of music like why would you force kids to learn all these stringed instruments all these brass woodwinds it's to make this orchestra when it in the end it's gonna sound like shit because you're fucking dealing with 10 year olds yeah it's just it's so silly like simplify it i mean punk music is is simple music have them play something simple and dumb. Well, have them
0: play like a little bit of everything. they'd have more fun. Yeah, do something yeah. that they want to do. You don't, like, uh, no 10-year-old wants to play fucking Bach unless there's some type of prodigy, but they're not playing in the school orchestra anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're, they're taking like private, like five-hour lessons three times a week and, I don't know, like have, being some like apprentice to another virtuoso or something i
0: don't know music as we know it is probably dead there's a good chance that that music is absolutely dead i don't know
2: like the the diy scene is still
0: it's still, it's, it's still going it's barely hanging on now with but like but you're thinking like short term if we think long term with budget cuts already happening in schools with the pandemic and the quarantine already cutting into budget cuts what's going to get cut first are like these electives these music classes so with kids growing up not even taking music in any capacity there's going to be less of an interest so when these kids that are five to ten grow up to be you know teenagers they're not going to have any interest in picking up a guitar picking up the drums a bass guitar singing songwriting so that like i'm thinking like 20 years from now it's going to be dead 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 d-e-d dead (laughs) <laughs> but honestly, I mean, come on
2: Back when we were Even when we when we were younger The shit that we were doing, you know Clarinet, viola That shit didn't really spread into what we eventually started learning with the guitar and, and stuff like that But there
0: was variety right? then though And there was accessibility back then And we could go to shows And there was a lot of things going on there's not a lot of well, that's the biggest issue. There's not a lot of variety in music, and there's going to be less variety in music. The more kids grow up not having variety of music, it's like a it's like a it's like a it's like well, a pair. Th- It's like a triangle. It's just going to funnel down into essentially nothing.
2: But see that that's the thing. Like that, so, then what you're saying, it's more outside of school. It, it's actually like the scene and the culture of it all, rather than what you're being taught in school.
0: That's what it comes down to. But playing the viola showed me that I do like music. I just don't like this music. And so that I was a little more eager to pick up a guitar. Otherwise, I could have just been somebody Mm -hmm. who enjoyed listening to other people play the guitar. But playing the viola, I was like, dude, I really like playing music. I just don't like this. True. So at at least you're getting the foot in the door. At least you're doing something. And even if you're just whittling down what you don't like, that's still better than nothing.
2: That's true. No, that's very, very true.
0: So, you know, but at least I know the fucking quadratic formula. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's fine. <laughs> I really do know the quadratic formula. Uh, I, no, you don't. You so, don't know it. Te, you want to test me? No, you don't. You want to test me? I don't want to because, no. Negative B plus or minus the square root of B squared minus 4AC over 2A. Give me another one. Go. <laughs> Dude, you're fucking bullshitting. I swear to you.
2: I'm not going to look at that.
0: I swear to you. It. Negative B plus minus the square root of B squared minus 4AC over 2A, baby.
2: What is that from, like, Ninja Turtles or something? What?
0: No, that's uh, that's the quadratic formula. The first time I ever learned it in high school, I realized, like, this is fucking dumb. I <laughs> knew right then and there that I would never use this ever again in my life, and I still have yet to use it. I don't even know what it's for. But it's all, I don't know, True. it's always just stuck with me, but just because of how stupid stupid it is and how much i that did learn insane. in high school and i i was always really jealous that we i didn't get ever i never got to took i never took metal i never took wood i never got to i take, never took like auto yeah. i never did the home met class where people had like the little babies and stuff i never did any of that stuff and i was always jealous because i now know the quadratic formula but i never took anything cool in high school and that always pissed me off and that's why the quadratic formula or is anything, etched in my mind
2: or anything that could actually like you know serve your real life as an adult yeah yeah anyway fuck man we've really gotten off topic here like this is probably the most off topic we've gotten in a long time
0: start wearing purple for me now
2: yeah dude that song's great so um lyrically that that song is just it's about him with his with his girlfriend at the time when they were very young in new york and you know, and there was some old lady who lived in their their building who wore purple all the time, and then he was always fighting with his girlfriend, and he eventually said, like "You're going to end up like her and wear purple all the time, and that's what it was, so silly, silly, silly stuff, yeah, but whatever yeah, probably lyrically the the silliest of all the the songs on this record, but the best song
0: overall, so <laughs> it um, is it is objectively not the best song overall. That's a fact, but it is. It is. That's a
2: fact. Anyway, so what do you got what do you got for your number 2? Your 2B. The second song, Never Young, 2B. Oh, dude. 2 That's so good. That, that's my 4B right there. That is my 4B. So, this is this so is what, a, do you, what do you got with this one? Dude, this is
0: a cool punk song. The scream, like the instrumental mm-hmm. driven part of it. This, this is a true maybe the truest of gypsy punk songs. The bass is so fast and that style. <laughs> it's so damn fun. It's bouncy. And I think it's so rad how the violin can be so crunchy too. Like that grating, like like the, the strings, like mm-hmm. the, whatever they do on that to give it the opposite effect that a sophisticated string instrument usually has. I think that is amazing. Yeah. Cause the guitar you can you can well, tone it up, right? You can crunch it up with, with distortion. But that grating This Oh, I love it.
2: It's all it I mean. At that point, it's all feel and touch, and it's so up to the person playing the instrument. There's no, there's no, what am I trying to say? Like no.
0: Well, I'm,
2: I don't know what I'm trying to say. here. You can't. Yeah, like you, it, it's all it's all the player. Like it's, it's intuition, no right? Like assistance. you can't tell yeah, somebody no how assistance. to do that.
0: I mean, you you can't yeah. tell somebody you can't tell somebody when it should be done. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly.
2: What what I love too about this song is right before she screams that that part like it perfectly like that transition with the violin into her scream is just so perfect and like melodically it it shouldn't it shouldn't sound good it shouldn't be good at all but for whatever reason he just he sets it up so well for that scream and oh my god it's so good Dude, I love he, this song.
0: The instrumentals here have a bigger and better melody than the vocals, do. The vocals are here to support the music, mm-hmm. and it doesn't happen often where like the vocals are kind of pushed to the way back and kind of cast aside to let everybody else do their thing. And this is the second song on the yeah. album.
2: And not only that, but when you when you when you think about the the drumming, the drum parts too this is almost like a thrash song it's not even punk it's like the the way he's playing with the ride cymbal and the snare it's very 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 thrash but you don't really recognize it because you have all you have all of these instruments that are so unthrash like so it's this weird this weird combination of it all and whew, it's good it's a good one true punk absolute banger well i don't know about that but they're really good so should i play a little bit of never young yeah, forever young. Okay, so here's a here it is from uh, Google Bordello. ever young from Google Bordello. This is, um, this is like the Slayer, like if Slayer were to do gypsy punk, this is what the song would be (laughs) like the straight thrash. And so you have the rhythm guitar playing, but instead of the lead guitar player, you have the violin, the violin. And it's, I mean, dude, he rips it up in this song. Like his, his parts on this are at moments. They're so subtle but then at, at other moments, like I said, like that transition into the scream is just, it just, it's just so perfect. So perfectly balanced. Dude, it's a fantastic song. Oi, 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 oi. I would like to see how, like, what else you got on this
0: one? I, I would, I would have liked to have seen how, how this song developed, how they went mm-hmm. from, cause this is the only time they've ever done this on their entire discography where they just had something this weird. Like, how do, how do yeah. you go from having a punk song that has vocals and Eugene's doing his vocals and they're singing and it's, it's a song, but adding that, that scream, that fucking Bram Stoker scream, like how did that develop? Who, who thought that was going to be <laughs> no. a good idea? Who encouraged it? That is what's weird to me. That's what I would like to have been a part of that discussion.
2: Yeah, it's like it's straight up out of like a Universal horror movie from the '30s. It's, it's so perfectly placed and perfectly sounding. And I, every time I've seen them, because I've I've seen them several times, and every time I've done that, they, it's always one of the percussionist girls, and Eugene always like holds the mic up for her, and she just like screams her heart out, and then the crowd just obviously goes crazy, and then everybody's running around banging stuff and. <laughs> Dude, their shows are wild. They're so they're so rad. Or they I mean they were I haven't seen them in over ten years, but yeah, they're God. they're so sick. <laughs> they're so sick.
0: Is that weird to think they, that you, it's been that long since like you've seen them, or is it just weird to think that we're now that old?
2: Uh it's it's definitely both. And it's wildly depressing. So like it's been ten years since There's I've that. seen them,
0: but damn, that's a long that's <laughs> a long fucking time. <laughs> what an impact they've
2: had. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, re- I remember too, like, oh, fuck. I saw him when I saw him at house of blues the first time, because they have the, the two girls, the two percussionists like hype people, I guess you could say they, they had the, they have these giant drums, giant. No, they're not even bass drums. They're bigger than bass drums. They're fucking huge. And they throw both of them out into the crowd and the crowd are holding them up. And then the girls go out there and then they each stand on the drums and people just like move the drums around while the girls are up there and they're hyping up the crowd, while the band on the stage are just fucking going wild. Dude, their shows were insane. I'm sure they still are, but I, I just I'll never forget that. Like they were, dude, they're nuts. They're so, good. <laughs> <laughs> they're so fucking good. Ay. and then I remember because uh, okay. when I saw them after after the Mars Volta, like the crowd was like four times bigger and they did the same shit. I mean, they, they are the band, though, that does the same thing every fucking show, but it's fu- its okay, because they do it so well. Great band. Great fucking band. Great song, too. So, there you go. Yeah, 2B. Uh, so, my 2B, Sally, Sally, is my 2B. We already played it, obviously. That's what we started out with. One of the, the great openers with the scatting, the scat sure. vocals. You
0: know it's going to be good when he's freestyling. Come on. He's free sounding. It's that
2: doom bit. It's that, that, Dude, that polka. That, polka that guitar. Polka it's
0: so heavy and clean sounding. It's, it's so crisp. So perfect. That's like a perfect tone. Beautiful. That's, I
2: mean, I mean, think about it. Like Steve Albini, he has he knows how to find that perfect tone. And that's another instance of it. Dude, the song is so good. And then also, you know, the the drums leading into the into the, I guess, I don't even want to call it a verse, but into the next part that do, do, do and then he hits the 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 snare roll, and then the do do the with the the cymbals and the bass drum. It's just it's such a simple. Yeah, it's
0: like one two three. ticket ticka ticket, Boom 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 boom. ticket Yeah,
2: it's such a simple transition, but my god, it's so it's so good. And then this song sets up drumming wise. I feel like this song sets up the rest of the record with like how little he actually uses the snare drum, because through most of this song he's just hitting the, the offbeat on the on the snare and then hitting the offbeat on the snare and the, or, I mean, the offbeat on the hi-hat and the bass drum, but he rarely ever hits the snare drum. And that kind of like sets the precedent for the rest of the song from a percussion and, and drumming standpoint, which I always thought was like, it's kind of off-putting at first because you're not used to it, but then knowing where the band comes from, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it makes cuz it's not traditional. It
0: makes this band more of like a like a gypsy folk band where they're playing out of mm-hmm. I don't know, dude, like out of a fucking on, out of, uh, on a on a makeshift stage rather than like at the House of Blues or at the Forum. You know, they're they're throwing their instruments together and playing on yeah. washboards and stuff, very very old-timey instruments and still making a lot of noise, still making really good sounds. I think they still keep that that mentality that that approach I guess to their music like you said the drummer he doesn't use a lot of I don't know traditional punk beats when he doesn't have to like never young he did the punk beat like the the fast one twos but he kind of had to cuz that that wasn't like the drummer's song that wasn't that was pretty much everybody else's song but here in Sally yeah you like you're right he just he's doing the poker beat but he's Omitting a lot of the snares, so you're missing kind of one thing in that that three count, the bass and then hi hat, snare, hi hat, bass, hi hat, snare, hi hat. And it's cool. It's it's it, it goes well with the bass, and the bass is very swingy and like dude, they're unstoppable when they come together in this in this song and like all in general when Google Bordello comes together as a band and really drives like the full sonic sound. It's they're unstoppable.
2: The, the whole the lyrically too with Sally it's like a great statement on like what the record's gonna be because from what I got it's it's him kind of like talking about like how as a young person or as a teenager you kind of discover music for the first time or you discover what you like at the beginning and it's like how you you kind of want to spread that you want to it's what you truly believe in and that's what you want to it's a different viewpoint on music so this-
0: this is one of the ones I that I've, I've never even known, like, half of the things he says here. And then even after listening and reading the, the lyrics, I, it's a toss-up, like, half the time, because reading the lyrics on, like, online, yeah, and then reading the lyrics on the back of our, of our vinyls, like, they don't even match up. Mm-hmm. And then even when I think they match up, <laughs> halfway through, like, the line, they don't match up, and I'm just like, what the fuck is he even saying? So, that was fun. I, d- I didn't but, even...
2: I didn't even like when I was doing the, the lyrics for this for this week, I didn't even look at the lyrics on the, the actual vinyl. I just did what was on genius lyrics. So
0: yeah, dude, like yeah, the, so what he says, genius in the back of the vinyl. They're all three different. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> So that, that's <laughs> but that's like that's like this band. This band is a, is a uh, like a it's a carefree, hot, a hot mess. Right. Is that is that what? Yeah, that's what people say. Yeah, hot
2: mess, carefree, just kind of.
0: This band is absolutely hot mess, and and I think Eugene had like, had childhood dreams of coming to America and making it big and being a part of something bigger, and he one hundred percent achieved that because he has a band that is a true melting pot. Like America is supposed to be this melting pot, you know, like our Statue of Liberty says, "Give us everybody," you know but we also mm-hmm. want people to keep like their integrity, keep their, their roots. And that's what this band is. This band has adopted a lot of American ideals, a lot of American tendencies, but have still kept their roots even until like finders and seekers. Like they've still kept their roots. They, there's still everything about this band that makes this band unique from day one up until now, 20 odd years later.
2: It's totally true. They did it. But I don't know. They have. And, 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 kind of talking about the first song again it's a great 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 way to set up the the record where it's like it's very carefree it's kind of like do what you want and just kind of do what you believe in because that's what you want like i don't know it's just it's carefree is the best way to explain this song and this record and this band because there's nothing too too deep outside of it being autobiographical at moments there's nothing
0: super super deep about it yeah, right. I I I I felt that there was just like trying. You, you want to do something bigger for yourself in the world, and you eventually stick to those beliefs throughout your career, throughout your life, whatever you do. You want to change the world somehow. You yeah. maybe not know how you want to do it, but you want to change the world. So you continuously do things that you think will change the world eventually.
2: So uh, so that's my number two. Um, what do you got for your number three?
0: My number three was Sally. Okay, so ah.
2: <laughs> so then I guess we'll go to my number three then. Yeah, uh, my number three uh, is dogs were barking. <laughs> so what? We, yeah, that's my number three. I'm okay. not gonna lie. Why do you not like this song?
0: So this is my nine B.
2: Oh my god! At least it's not your thirteen B because that was really stupid. No, that, that was a really was, dumb thing you said.
0: No, you're 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 cheesy and you're that was just silly i don't i don't know it still boggles my mind but dogs were barking like dude after he says party i even time stamped it at the 220 mark like holy shit that is Mm -hmm. that is the best part of this song hands down absolutely and i think this song is about parting oh absolutely
2: that's what it is
0: and the way they insert, like, various languages in, in their music, here, again, like, here is so... It's just so fantastic. It's so sloppy, and it's it's so hectic, and it's so... It's almost like as he's singing innately, like, it's subconsciously, he just starts singing in a different language, and he doesn't even realize he's doing it until it's already happening, and it's so... It's such a mess. But, like, that's what you want. That's That's what we're looking for, and... There's not many mm-hmm. people out there that can do that, that can spanglish it up. Like Voodoo Glow Skulls can do it. <laughs> but other than that, I can't think of anybody else that can insert other languages into their music sporadically and pull it off really well.
2: Yeah, it's it's so seamless. Very, very seamless. And, and the acoustic guitar in this, I don't know. I'll just play a little bit of, uh, of this song. Dogs Are Barking. From uh, Google Bordello. Here we go.
1: Guests were parking. And my wedding was about to start. Dogs were barking. Monkeys clapping. Then I get up on table and I said, I meet you 1045 on the Broadway canal. Did it a disco radical trans Dogs were barking, monkeys clapping, bears were dancing, and girls were cutting loose. Cops were lurking, kids were snuggling. then her father came up to me and said, We've we'll been walking the line, but now
2: Were barking from Gogo Bordello. They're three B
0: from this record. you are almost at the party How part. Can, am I? And he says party. And then oh yeah boom, yeah, boom, 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 boom. Oh. That's good. Anyway, it's so um, it's so like reggae almost. It's that's that's the only reason why this is such a high B for me is because of that part
2: just the reggae part
0: it's not it's not like a reggae part but it's it's the slow down and but you know what i mean this makes me think like the godfather scene this is very it's very fun it's very i don't know it's very if i had a gypsy wedding that part would be like i don't know (laughs) at my wedding
2: yeah it makes sense makes sense
0: i wouldn't have somebody say dogs are barking boom boom yeah, that's the coolest part.
2: Is like that, it's just, that little, it's, that's just too two goofy. Notes. It's too childish for me. But it's so good.
0: It's nine B. It's nine B. So
2: but then that's also you know, like you said, that that's what this song is about. It's about the early days of the band, and them playing Russian weddings in New York, and just playing like gypsy gypsy punks st- or gypsy music. That's what the song is. It's so much fun. You're such a hater. I don't get
0: it. It's fine. It's nine B material for sure. It's actually 3B material, but that's... Yeah, it's definitely not 3B material, my friend. You'll get there one day. You'll it's, get there one day. It's not.
2: But, I mean, lyrically, that that's kind of what the this entire song is about. It's just them their early career playing Russian Weddings. So there's really nothing yes. deep there lyrically. Yes. Uh, so what do you got for your 4B?
0: Illumination. I talked about it earlier a little bit. Okay. Acoustic-driven, yeah. a little bit of we'll call it bass a little bit of bass in there Mm -hmm. you know something going on it's a slow burn takes a long time to kind of get to where it's going but it never it never speeds up to the point where you think it's going to and that's fine and like the amount of emptiness in the song like I said earlier is not even noticeable because of its natural progress there's not Mm -hmm. much to this song it's just four minutes of this fucking repetition the same thing over and over but you just don't you don't notice it and you don't care because you're along for the ride and it's a good ride.
2: Yeah. It's definitely one of the more stripped down songs on the record, even and lyrically too. But okay. So lyrically it's, it's a little bit deeper than the rest of the record, which is kind of weird. From kind of what I got, it's more about, you know, don't, don't show envy or don't be jealous of people in power because they're actually just really awful. And, just kind of like have a good time with your, with yourself and with your friends and family. I don't know. It's, it's a little bit more serious than the rest of the record,
0: I guess. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's presented as serious. The lyrics are definitely more serious. And uh, the, I agree. I, I think mm-hmm. like he's, he's trying to, uh, he's, he's telling us like, don't worry about them. Focus on you. Like that's that type of mentality. Yeah. But I think that also goes back to like what he's, I don't know, like the whole the whole concept, right? Don't worry about them. You do you first, and in doing you, you'll end up making them happier. Yeah. So, eh. Should we play, should we play a little bit of illumination? It takes a while to get up to that base part, so we don't need to. Because I mean, I've been praising that I mean, base yeah, it's part. It's kind of a story. I've been praising that base part, the base part. Up. I don't. I timestamped yeah, dogs were barking yeah. and you fucking didn't even play the timestamps. That wasn't the matter.
2: Wait, what? No, what was the timestamp? You didn't tell me the timestamp. I
0: did. I said timestamp 220. Did you? Re- I don't remember. You, saying you it threw that. it away. You <laughs> took it in your hand, crumpled it up oh like it was God. a paper airplane and you threw in the trash. I saw you. I seen it. <laughs> I seen it. I seen it. Mm-hmm. I... So yeah, whatever. what do you want, me to do, what do you want me to do here? What's your 4B? What's your 4B? What's your 3B? Did you, did you, you see your 3B?
2: Yeah, my three B was dogs were barking.
0: Oh, that's right. What's your four B?
2: Never young. So we already talked
0: about that one. Okay. What's your five B?
2: Sixty revolutions
0: per minute. That is my regular speed. Okay, my five. So how do you want me to live with it? My five B is think glo think locally, fuck globally. Globale. Fuck <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, that's my.
2: That's my A B. So
0: this is this is at the point where where you you realize that that the songs are sounding the same but you got to pick apart like the unique small characteristics that make each song special like here you got the bouncy bass and the strings playing along to the tune the guitar keeps it real low and crunchy the best part is that chaotic bridge instrumental a lot of weird noises some weird space sounds, right? Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah. But my favorite part of this is when they say fuck globally, the guitar will hit those last three notes as the syllables are saying in globally. And it's like, bam, bam, bam. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is like, dude, that is so fucking rad. That is just like butter. It's like butter. Butter. <laughs> it's like butter. I don't know. You know, that's 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 my 5B, baby boy. I mean, it, it's really
2: good. It's it's one of the I don't want to say catchier songs on the record. It it's kind of has that it has more of a polka beat to it too. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if what I'm saying is make is making any sense. Um, you know, should I just play
0: it a little bit? Yeah, that's. I mean, okay, that's fine. Uh-huh.
2: Do you not want to? I mean, I don't have to play it if you don't want me to play it.
0: We dude, We got. There's so many songs here, because then we're gonna play every song, and I want to play every song. So I mean, I do want to play every song, played, but I don't want to play every song.
2: We've played a lot of fucking songs already. So what do you want to do? Uh, you know what? Fuck it. We'll, we'll play. We'll play. Think locally, fuck globally. Here we go. From uh, Google Bordello.
1: That's not what I have Think locally. É la mande, fatlo,
2: Locally, globally. From Gogo Bordello
0: All right. The only the only other thing that I think you should play, just because I did take the time to time stamp. I did take the time to time stamp it. I did take the time to time stamp it. That sounds weird. (laughs) Immigrant Punk six B for me, but at two forty five, this last verse when his voice is matching the low guitar, it's just it's so goddamn good.
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll play that for sure. do we, do we want to talk any more about think, think locally, fuck
0: globally? I thought this was just about his move to the U.S. to be a cool gypsy punk. Yeah, I mean that—that's
2: what it is. To I any, mean, how he eventually wants to take over the world. I also wanted to mention with this song and as well as the rest of the record. Really, Yuri. Wait, Yuri is the the violinist, right? If I'm so. not mistaken. Yeah, sure. Yuri is the one who I feel like really shines on this record. He's the one that holds. Like really makes everything great. No, no, I'm sorry, it's not Yuri. It's Sergei. Sergei is the violinist. He's the one who really just has some of the some really awesome moments and really leads the song in places that they it normally wouldn't go. And the the breakdown and bridge in think locally. Is a perfect example of that. Just the the kind of back and forth with the acoustic guitar playing, and then he just kind of like goes off on his own and rips it up, and then Eugene Hutz kind of like just kind of scats over it all. Oh, it's so good. I fucking love it.
0: Yeah, fucking he plays the fire it. buckets on this uh, on this track. Oh, man, what is the fuck great. that is. So what they do with the fire buckets when
2: I saw them live, and then also when I've I've seen videos too, they'll have like one of the girls she'll lay on her back. And then her legs will be sticking up straight and then they'll put buckets over her feet and then they'll just like bang the the buckets on that. Or they'll like set up like a little like, like mic stand and then put a bucket on that and just hit that. But it's so stupid. There's no fire and involved? No. They're just like huh. buckets. They're just like metal buckets or metal pails and they'll just do that and hit them. Hmm. That's my experience seeing them live. But anyway the other song was immigrant uh, punk right? immigrant, immigrant Punk, punk. yeah at 245
0: because that's like the best part it's so good
2: okay i mean i'll i'm gonna play that part for sure
0: do Dude, you want to talk is, about the, the song is that? all fills the song is all fills like it's a cool riff there's like this little distortion splash i don't know how else to describe it when he's hitting like the multiple strings Mm-hmm. It's it just it adds a little bit of extra ring. It sounds really rad, but I think this song is all fills, and it's okay. It's cool.
2: All right, I'm gonna I'll start at at 240 as I fade in. Sound good? Sound okay. good to you? Do you do you? Okay, so here's uh, here's Immigrant Punk from uh, Google Bordello.
1: Of course, we immigrants wanna sing all night long. Don't you know, the singing sells the trouble, so... So I'm relaxed, I'm just lurking around I got a method, and you don't You got a dictionary kicking around Look up the immigrant, immigrant, immigrant punk Punk, immigrant punk Immigrant, immigrant, immigrant punk Immigrant, immigrant, immigrant punk Immigrant, immigrant, immigrant punk all
2: right there's a little bit of immigrant punk from google bordello mm. so you, you were you were talking about like the the bass part with his vocals yeah kind of, is that what, okay yeah
0: and it's so, and just, it's, it's so short and it's, it's by the time it's even, you realize it's even going on the mm. rush to end it and it's, it's kind of sloppy, <laughs> but fuck man, it's, it gets me. It really gets me.
2: It is. You got a dictionary kicking around Then looking at <laughs> immigrant. I, I can't even say it cause like it, it's like broken English. So it's hard to even kind of
0: immigrant, immigrant. <laughs> It's so. And then they like, rush. Is a like, immigrant, immigrant, and like he says it really fast, and <laughs> it's just he's like just rushing to get it done. And, oh, dude, it's so oh, good. It is, so good.
2: It is. and then just that that lead guitar line too. That na 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 It's so basic. It's so simple. <laughs> there's
0: so, there's this band is so simple. And, like, everything is. they do is just so. It's so dumb.
2: But it's just one of the most fun things that you can just hear and experience and just. Ah, uh, it's so good. It's 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 so, it's
0: so strange how one band can do something so stripped down and stupid and simple like Google Bordello can and it's fantastic mm-hmm. when another band does it and it just sounds like shit, like jet. It,
2: it's because like these like what Eugene Hutz does, like it's straight out of his culture. It's what he grew up in and I even like immigrant punk, like it, it just talks about his his kind of journey. Into the United, like when he first arrived in the U.S. and like he had nobody here, he, like he was literally alone, and he had to like kind of search out or just kind of like come across people who were in the same situation as him. And
0: he, um, I mean, he yeah. is the immigrant punk. It just starts yeah. off like he's talking about arriving to the melting pot. Like yeah. this is, I mean, this goes along with what I think is he's trying to become an American and be Americanized, but not lose his identity as a person, as where he came from, as his roots, he's trying Mm -hmm. to fully integrate the best of both worlds. He's like a, you know, whatever that is. (laughs) (laughs) So do you want to talk about immigrant, immigrant punk
2: more? What do you want to do?
0: Uh, whatever we get, there's, I mean, dude, we could go all fucking night with this band. So if you want to wrap it up, we can wrap it up. If you want to keep going, keep going, we've
2: talked about Sally, never young. We haven't talked about not a crime. We've done immigrant punks, six revolutions, no avenue B. We've talked to talked about almost everything except for one, two, like four songs out of fourteen. That's not bad. Mm, that is that's really that's, not bad. That's pretty good. Not bad at all. Um, so what do you what, what do you want to do? I I, I want to know what you want to do.
0: It's this is your podcast. We well, do what you want to do. Well, that's so not true. whatever you want to do. We could.
2: That's not true.
0: We could do final thoughts. We could wrap it up. We're going like four hours. So we could. That's true. It it is. We've been going for a while. We could wrap it up. So that's probably. um, Yeah, that's. I mean, I. Sometimes I like to look through my notes and anything pressing I want to talk Mm -hmm. about, we'll talk about. But other than that, it's a lot of the same old, same old. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Okay.
2: Not a crime, though. Also a banger, too. That's my 7B. I don't know. That's that's my
0: 7B. There you go.
2: There you go. It's a great song. It has a lot of the. I forgot the other guy's name, the rapper guy, but ah, it's a great song.
0: A little, it's a the little reggae part song. there is is probably what he's doing.
2: And to come after the the two like faster songs of Sally and Never Young, what a what a weird transition. But it it makes sense in the context of the the record because like they slow it down for that and Immigrant Punk, and then it gets faster again with Sixty Revolutions. Sequencing wise, this is a great record oh it's fantastic it's
0: perfectly sequenced dude and then just real quick too i guess it's sequencing but mishto the last track that is absolutely the perfect closer to this album
2: it is it really really is it kind of it really kind of like throws their kind of what they started out and started out as on their first record and it's just it's more of like just like gypsy gypsy music you know i guess you could say for lack of a better word yeah that's kind of what it is. There, there's very little punk in it. It's the longest song on the record. I think, like, what, six and a half minutes or something like that? So,
0: I mean, this. The song reminded me of like a song a band would do to warm up, maybe before like everybody's even at the venue or whatever. Mm-hmm. But sometimes those warm up songs are, are just as good, if not better, than some of their stage songs. And this is. yeah. This is one of them. I've never seen them live, so I don't know if they play this, but this reminds me of that type of song.
2: I can see that. I, I honestly don't remember if they've ever played this live. Because, I mean, you know, so many of the other songs just take precedent because they're just so exciting.
0: Well, there's too many. They have so yeah, many bangers. Like, what you, you can't play them all. Yeah, exactly.
2: But no, it, it's a great it's a great closer and it's quite the opposite of, of the first song. You know, it's the first song starts out so fast and energetic but this one is just it's a good callback it's a very very good callback to what they were doing so solid solid stuff man
0: good stuff yeah so that's all i got
2: oh i also annie was so annie loved this band so much that when she was in college she made a couple student films and one of the student films she made it was kind of like a music video to the not a crime song and it's really wow. ridiculous. Well, it's not like a music. It was more just like a student film she had to make. But there was she didn't want to use any voices in it, so she just put the song playing in the background while the story was told in the like three and a half minutes or however long it was. So, I mean, yeah, interesting
0: she, choice as far as like picking a song is concerned. Yeah. So she she was a she
2: was a big fan of this band. So there you go. I just wanted to throw that one out there because. Annie's the reason why we got into this band. Really, that's what it comes down to.
0: That's, I mean, that's <laughs> it, right? Annie. <laughs> Annie's Annie's a pretty good gateway into a lot of music that we have listened to. That's true. She has
2: she does have some good taste, some you know
0: questionable taste too, but
2: <laughs> you know some good taste in music. So she's she's a she's awesome. So good on um, her. Yes. So final thoughts. Wrapping it up We're gonna rate this We have a three point Rating system where Three is a perfect album Two is a good album You're gonna continue To listen to One is a bad album But you should at least Give it a shot And zero is a trash fire So What do you got?
0: So I I don't I don't know We've we've said We've said pretty much Everything That uh, I would normally Wrap up In my In my rucka wrap up here But this uh, I don't know. This is fantastic stuff. I just don't understand. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of this out there, and it took me a while to even just get into this. And not in a while. I no, I don't. Know. I don't. I don't even know what I'm trying to fucking say. This This band is so weird. It's so unique <laughs> that I don't even know how to like accurately categorize it, other than their self proclaimed Gypsy Punk status. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's a bunch of other bands that are like this, but it's it's just like these guys are so popular but yet they're not very popular right they've been in movies with a-list actors but nobody knows who the fuck they are they've yeah. you know they play huge venues but they don't play like Wembley stadium it's just we didn't even so, talk about
2: the madonna connection
0: which I is did. crazy too no
2: no no but but no the connection where she she was doing a giant tour and she brought them as the opening band to her tour
0: was that because he starred in her movie or was he started the was, movie because they played with her?
2: I think it was before the movie. I think she liked them so much that she invited them to open up for her. And then eventually they were in her movie. I'm pretty sure that's how it was.
0: Hey, Eugene Hutt starred in her directorial debut, baby. Yeah. I mean, that's huge
2: though. Like opening up for Madonna. I mean, regardless of what you think about her, I mean, she was, she plays huge fucking venues. A and lot of good bands her,
0: have opened up for Madonna. PC Boys, Google Birdello. That's all you can think of. The mix up is your favorite album. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I don't know, dude. This, this, is, this is a this is a banger of an album, and uh, we got on the vinyls, so I'm super stoked about it. I got it in my hands right yeah. now. It's a nice Ooh. little gatefold, and I'm just uh, I love it so much. It's cool. I love I love everything about this band. their style. Their their delivery, their, their, their logos, the colors. It's just this mm-hmm. band. Everything about this band, I think, is absolutely perfect. And this is a perfect album for me. This is a three out of three. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is a three out of a three. Oh. That's two I weeks in it. a row, dude. Like, we went from Jimmy, World. I gave it three out of a three. Yeah. Now, this don't... week again, I'm doing three out of a three. Three out I'm of a shocked.
2: three. I'm shocked. So next week, you're going to have to give a perfect
0: album as well. Right. What are we doing next week? Oh, Sugar Ray! Oh, it, it's oh, spoilers, cool. man. Spoilers. spoilers, spoilers. Yeah, this is this is this is fantastic. I really have nothing bad to say. There's not, I don't even really have any like source material to base like my three of three off of. I I, I don't. I don't know. It's so unique to me. I don't. I don't. Know. I
2: mean, yeah, it hits every nerve. It hits every every point. You know. Oh yeah. Okay, perfect. Three out of three for you. All right. yeah, yeah boy so i mean yeah obviously there there is nostalgia attached to this thanks to annie for getting me for getting us into this band really and um they are truly unique there's no band that really sounds like them and they uh they're exciting through and through especially this record like there's no downtime there's no part that's just mediocre it's just it's pure fun that that is this band fun like it's like Andrew WK. Like, you, you equate him to partying and fun. Google Bordello is just straight fun. There's, like, nothing else to them. You cannot not have a good time. Hmm. Wait, did I say that right? No, um,
0: it, it sounded weird, but you said it right, yeah. Did I say it right?
2: Okay. Um. So, I mean, I I really, I don't do this often, but... Oh, God. I mean, this is a perfect record. Like, through and through, a perfect record. Front to back, no... no um, there's nothing negative. I got nothing negative to say about this record. I love it. And then I also like that the vinyl record is a different color scheme than the CD and the normal album artwork, which is kind of cool too. I like when vinyl does that. So I,
0: I like the black background with the yellow writing more than I like the opposite.
2: See, I, I like the yellow background more, but Cause I do like that they change it up.
0: I, I think yellow is a pea color. You I like black on yellow, absolutely. But you gotta have more black than yellow You can't have more yellow than black Well, debatable Can't, can't. Debatable Black and debatable. yellow, black and yellow
2: Alright, so you and I both You and I both rated this a perfect three out of three Doesn't happen often That definitely doesn't happen often but, That happened last um, week, but
0: that's fine now.
2: But like I said, it doesn't happen often <laughs> I mean, it happened when, like, when we did corn self-titled you oh, know, We yeah. both gave that a perfect three But um, anyway, so I don't know that's all I got and okay Okay. is that all you got do you you have anything else
0: no that's it that's it
2: okay well go to iTunes go rate review and subscribe to us on there follow us on social media at ask radio and uh, thank you all for listening for sticking sticking around so that's it that's all David J.
0: But anyway. <laughs> what do you say right now? He's like, shut the fuck up. Wait, <laughs> 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 well you can't see me, but I'm like I'm like moving my hips back and forth and then oppositing my shoulders up and down at the same time. You know how they do that? <laughs> I'm I'm moving all sexy like. <clears throat> yeah. Cool, 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 cool. She said, one, two, three, come with me, cause you look so fine. Dead blue mom making my Remember that band Jet? Yeah. Oh, dude, was that that band awful or what?